Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the most must-hear podcast, Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk. I am here in the Vikings Lounge Studios, ready, fired up, going to talk to you guys about a lot of things. Some football, not all football. That's right. You guys are going to hear about stuff other than football. I know that's kind of crazy, but it's the true. The true? That might become a thing now. So, Ted was on my podcast last week. Shout out to Ted. Thank you. You did a great job. You did not beat me in picks because you went crazy with so many upset picks. Good for you for calling the Panthers to lose to the Falcons. Lightning struck twice. How's up? You uh, then posted, so on my Instagram which is Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. If you don't follow it, follow it, because I asked everyone to tell me what they want to hear on the show, and I take that very, very seriously, my listeners. So Ted was the first one to hit me up saying, is Ted taking over as host of the show? If you can beat me in fantasy football picks, then you can host the show. Boom, roasted. (laughs) So, (laughs) so... That original answer was no, but I'm going to give him a yes. I will allow him to host the podcast maybe sometime soon. Maybe this Tuesday. Who knows? We'll figure it out. It'll happen. Good for you, Ted. Uh, Abby wrote in, when the birds sing, is it happy or is it sad? Not even sports related. Good job, Abby. My wife. (laughs) I'm sorry. My wife. So I'm going to say it's happy because I can't imagine that birds know what the fuck's going on or they even know what the hell's. I I, I can't imagine they know what's going on. So I'm just going to assume that it's happy. Eric posted in, are the Bengals going to win a game this year? And if so, against who? This is a good question. (laughs) I can, uh, they're definitely going to win a game. I don't want them to. I really want them to lose out so that we can bungle for Burrow. But we're going up against the Jets soon. We're going up against the Dolphins. And even against the Steelers this week, there's an off chance that we show up. There's a lot of talent. I mean, honestly, it just comes down to, like, does Geno Atkins feel like giving a shit for this week? Or does Dunlap feel like caring? Is is he going to start throwing? Is Finley going to throw it to Tyler Boyd because he's got zero targets? Um, Yeah, I think they're going to win a couple of games, which makes me terrified for the future. But we will see what happens. So I'll to answer your question, though, sorry, I'll say Dolphins is a win. I'll say probably Jets is a win, too, but I hope it's just Dolphins. So, JT writes in, Bruins score predictions for, I'll, I'll get, listen, I've neglected my Bruins, I love them, I'm going to be talking more Bruins, I got a lot of other people talking to me about, talking about the Bruins, and I will, you have my word, even in one of the segments coming up, I'm going to talk Bruins, uh, Wilt28980 says, who is the best 90s post-grunge band? Once again, not sports, <laughs> but I like music. So I'm going to give you any Chris Cornell. That's my answer. You're going to go Soundgarden, 
Audio Slave, whatever. Chris Cornell was the balls. Best singer of all time, in my opinion. Uh, And yeah, so that's that. But the best question, I think, was from Colin. Good old Colin. Who says, with both teams fairly successful early in the season, who do you see having a better season, the Bruins or the Celtics? I later hit him up and was like, do you mean playoff-wise as well? He said, yes, overall, not just in the season, for the playoffs too. That changes my answer and that, listen, we got to go over this. So this is a great question because both teams are on fire. Both teams are getting it going and I don't see either team stopping anytime soon. So let's try to talk this out. The Boston Celtics, they're 11-3. They lost early in the season to the 76ers, and then they racked off 10 wins in a row following that loss. They lost a road game by one point to the Kings. That stuff is going to happen in a season, so it's not a huge deal. They followed that up with a win, and then they just lost on the road to the Los Angeles Clippers in OT. Now, the Clippers have Kawhi Leonard, they have Paul George, they're one of the favorites to make it in the West. So, us going into that game, no, I'm not going to talk to you about the whole game, but and I'm not trying to be one of those guys that blames the refs, but the refs were not great in that game, they definitely were favoring the other team, it was on the road, Tatum hit a ballsy three-pointer to put the game into overtime, and we we were in it. What I'm saying is sometimes you can get a win even in taking a loss because we don't have Gordon Hayward, and we're not fully stacked to the team that we could be because in that 10-game winning streak, Gordon Hayward started to look like the guy that we thought we were going to get last year when he was in Utah. I mean, he was racking up points. He was crushing it. I mean, God, he scored 39 points in a game. I mean, the guy was really feeling himself coming off of that injury. And so with a healthy Gordon Hayward going going further into the season, I mean, when we got rid of Kyrie, it's just, it's funny how losing one guy can change everything. I want to say it's just losing one guy because last year, three out of our top five scorers, like, or four, I'm sorry, all of our top scorers, Horford gone, Kyrie gone, Marcus Morris gone, Terry Rozier gone. All these guys were logging crazy minutes and they were scoring and, and they were there were just too many mouths to feed last year. There were too many guys. Basketball is a ball dominant sport. I know that like people like to say it's all about the team and it is about the team, but you need three amazing pieces and then you need fill-ins to play their role not to be a ball hog and to do all that so it was actually addition by subtraction I believe with the Celtics we have now allowed Tatum to flourish we're allowing Jalen Brown to play as much as he should and and start he should have never been off the bench and man the, the Celtics I'll tell you one thing about basketball in basketball home court matters it's bigger than home ice it's bigger than home field advantage in football it matters the most man because 
Sometimes perception is reality. I mean, the refs are going to go sometimes with the crowd. And in basketball, like the Celtics, I believe, are going to sleepwalk their floor. The Celtics floor is a second round out. You look at the talent in the East and no matter what, if you, I'm going to say we're going to be the first or the second seed in the East. If we go even at a 80% clip, a 70% clip of what we've been doing now. And if that's the case, then we're going to be the first, the second seed. We're going to beat no matter what the, the shittier seed, like no matter what, we're going to win the first round. Second round, we might get shocked, but in all honesty, I, I see us going to the conference championship and uh, then, you know, you got to play the best of the best and we'll see what happens. But obviously, I'm actually putting the ceiling of the Boston Celtics as the NBA Finals because with Kemba Walker and with Tatum and Jalen Brown and with all these guys like doing their jobs the way they should and implementing Brad Stevens where he actually can be a coach and he doesn't have to deal with divas that have shitty attitudes. The sky's the limit for the Celtics. I really, truly believe that. I'm not just saying that. They're winning the games they should have won last year this year. And it's going to pay dividends later. So, yeah. Uh, ceiling for the Celtics NBA Finals floor second round out. That takes me over to the Bruins. The Boston Bruins. They are 14-3-5. 33 points. Pretty effing good. They started off Hot getting nine out of their first 10 in points. They were scoring points left and right. They weren't winning every game, but as long as you're getting points in hockey, you're doing something right. In the last five games, they've been less dominant. They lost in two shootouts, and they beat lesser competition. But the good news about losing in the shootouts, which we cannot win a shootout to save our life, and apparently Charlie Coyle's the only one that can score in the shootout, uh, that does not happen in the playoffs. So, that's fine. And obviously, it's hard to complain about a team that is 14-3-5. But if I was going to complain, and I'm going to, I'm going to complain about the Bruins. Because I watched that game in Buffalo last night. And we were home, but I watched the game. And at one point in the first period, we're getting outshot 14 and nothing. And, you know, Tuca had to kind of stand on his head, make some crazy saves. And then we catch lightning in a bottle and we, we score crazy. Like, we just go off. And it's the Bruins need to figure out how to play 60 minutes. They have to figure out how to do it every period because they constantly will take a second period off, a first period off, like, and just not show up and kind of get tossed around. And they play to their competition sometimes, and they really need to figure that out. That's going to be a huge problem. Um, we've obviously been out without Krug, Tory Krug, for a little while. That's hurt us a little bit, but not crazy. We lost Krejci for a little bit. We lost DeBrusque. They're both back. They're looking good. You know, Pasternak's got 20 goals. <laughs> Martian's got 15. Our, our goalie, Tuka Rask, is top five in save percentage. Uh, my problem with the Bruins 
is the same thing that I was scared of last year. Now, everything worked out for the Bruins last year. You had to play a really tough matchup in uh, round one against Toronto. You won in seven. That could have went either way. That the, the truth of the matter is it could have went either way. Toronto's not looking so hot this year, but you never know what can happen. It's early in the season. Now, the thing that freaks me out about the Bruins is they're too top-heavy. Their top line is amazing. They're the best in the NHL, and they get it going. Bergeron, Pasta, and Marshy are the best. But in the playoffs, as we saw last year, as we've seen in other years, they hit the crap out of Pasta, and they screw that line up. It becomes all on Bergeron's shoulders to make sure that Pasta and and Marshy get their opportunities, and he starts getting hurt. And once everyone starts getting a little beat down, they're not as, like, it's just every year I think of the same thing. And we're going to have to figure this out. The second line is going to have to start scoring more. Krejci, they moved Coyle back, but I almost wouldn't mind a Krejci, Coyle, DeBrusque type deal. Like, we need to load up on another line because what we've been doing has not been enough. The fourth line's not going to score. We've been getting some stuff from defensemen, but we really need to figure that out. So, because I'm comparing the Bruins and the Celtics here, the ceiling that I have for the Boston Bruins is the Stanley Cup Final because I believe we can get there. It would be, I want to make this very clear, it would be harder for the Bruins to get there than for the Celtics to get there, in my opinion. But I believe that the Bruins can get there. The floor for the Bruins, I would say, is a second round out, the same as the Celtics. I see the same thing for the both of them. The thing with hockey is there's just too much talent and there's so many intangibles, so many things can happen in hockey. In basketball, I'm not saying it's written in stone, but like in a first round matchup, you're you're if you're the number one seed, you're going to win. You're gonna win. You're gonna win a round of the playoffs. Whereas the Bruins have had to go through Toronto, which is like it's been rough. I mean, we've done it, we've beaten them every year, but it always goes seven, it's always rough, and it always takes a lot out of them. And anything can happen in hockey, man. A goalie can get hot, like the lightning could turn it on. And then what do you do? You play them in the second round and you get buzzed. Like, hockey's just different. You, you might have to go through the Capitals in the third. And it's it could work out like last year where it went in their favor or it could not. I cannot tell you the future of all that. I can tell you the Bruins are really good and they have an opportunity. My heart tells me to pick the Bruins. Because this is one of their, I believe this is one of their years of like being really relevant and going for another cup run. But I know how dangerous hockey is. So I'm going to pick the Boston Celtics. Only because their road to me is a lot easier. And because they're doing what they're doing without one of their better players. So I'm going to say as a prediction that the Celtics are going to go to the NBA Finals. Bold. (laughs) It's a bold prediction, but I do believe it. And I'm going to say 
that the Boston Bruins get to the third round and lose to the Capitals. And I don't want that to happen. I hope that I am wrong. I hope the Bruins go to the cup and they win and they dominate. I'm just afraid of, uh, I'm afraid that no other line is going to score except the first line and that Tuca is not going to be able to bail us out that many times. So that is, thank you, Colin, for that segment, because I would not have thought to do that. But now we know you're welcome. So Bruins and Celtics talk to them. Don't we got to go football now? We got it. We're going to go football. We're going to do picks. Let's get it going, baby. Welcome back. And here we are for some football pick'em games. I went, well, technically I went... 12-2 12-2 and two because I picked the Browns over the Steelers, but me and Ted didn't count that. So this week's, <clears throat> excuse me, NFL picks, we're not going stats here. We're just going off the dome. So I had picked the Texans to beat the Colts. If you don't believe me, I already, every week I lock in my picks on the pigskin pick them, and you can see them on my Instagram at Big Mouth Small Words Podcast. So I got the Texans to beat the Colts. Already right. Off to a good start, baby. So Falcons against the Buccaneers. It's in Atlanta. I have to go Falcons because they proved me so wrong. I just, the Panthers are a better team than the Buccaneers are. Winston can't get out of his own way. I know that he's probably going to throw for four touchdowns now, but he's also going to throw three picks. So I'm going to go with Falcons. I just think that for some reason, the Falcons are starting to play like the team that I thought they were going to be all year. (laughs) I don't know why, because they could have had a high pick, but whatever. You want to go for it? Go for it, Falcons. They're going to win. Then you've got the Broncos against the Bills in Buffalo. This is actually kind of tricky because... The Broncos showed me something against the Vikings. There must have been something. Ted knew something. I don't know. But he he gave you all of his analogies and reasoning for why the Broncos. I don't know if it's more that the Vikings just are not as good at home. And for whatever reason, the spread gets in their head. But the Broncos showed me a lot in that Vikings game. They blew it. The, The Bills are not overly impressive to me. Their defense, once again, is top five and everything. They're really good. But I have to go Buffalo. But they're a beatable team. It just, if the Broncos were a little bit better, I would pick the Broncos. But I'm going to go Bills. They're going to win again. They're going to be eight and three. That's insane. That Buffalo is going to be eight and three. Sorry. That's just crazy. Then we've got the. New York football Giants against the Chicago Bears. It's in Chicago. This is going to shock the world. I'm picking the Bears. They're so shitty and they're so bad. But the Giants are also bad. I know they're getting Saquon back. I know that they're probably going to 
probably going to figure out a way to win now. <laughs> no, they're, they're not. I, the, the Chicago is at home. It's going to be cold. They're going to use their defense. They're going to run the ball with Montgomery, and they're going to control the clock. It's going to be very boring, but the Bears are going to win. Moving along, Steelers 5-5 five and five against the Bungles at 0-10. I might. Oh, this is rough. This is rough because this is a... You want to talk about a trap game? This is as classic of a trap game that there's ever been. The Bengals are just... See, Ted had it right on when he was thinking of like the Ravens and the Bengals. Like He's right. The Bengals do show up in these games, but I knew Lamar Jackson was just too good. But the Steelers can be had here. This, ah, this is rough, man. I know I'm big with my heart a little bit, but the Bengals can win this game. They're at home. They hate the Steelers. And this would be huge for Zach Taylor, even though they're 0-10, for him to beat the Steelers. Anytime the Bengals beat the Steelers, it's a big deal. I'm going to go with the Steelers. <laughs> I know. I want to go Bengals so bad, but I also want Burrow. So... Bengals, please don't show up. I know that you're probably gonna, and you might win this game. I'll be really pissed off. I won't be mad. I I hate the Steelers, so if they beat them, I'd be happy. But don't win, boys. They might. I'm gonna say I'm going Steelers, but I'm terrified about that pick. Dolphins against the Browns. This is not hard. The Browns are starting to figure it out. They're going they're not going to have Njoku back yet, but they're trying to get him there. And the Browns are going to go on a little bit of a run here. They have so much talent. I don't I think ultimately they're going to come up short, but the the Dolphins are trash, so the Browns are going to win. They're at home, they win. The Lions against the Redskins. The Lions are going to smash smash the Redskins because I in Duo Dino Fantasy Football League picked up Drizzle Driscoll and I traded for Kenny Galladay and I can't wait to get all of them cookies I can't wait I'm gonna dominate so anyway Lions are gonna dominate the Redskins because the Redskins blow that's it Raiders against the Jets. This is also another kind of an easy win. The Raiders are on fire right now. They're feeling themselves. The Jets, they can't even feel themselves. They suck. So they're screwed, and the Raiders are going to win. Saints against the Panthers. This is a little interesting because the Saints are at home, and they have proven that they can be had. Um... The Panthers are coming off of a very shocking, annoying loss. So you know the Panthers are going to come out. Run DMC is going to run his ass off. And and I'm sure the Panthers are going to put up a fight. I just can't go against New Orleans this late into the season when they're 8-2 and and they're at home. So I'm going to go New Orleans. And yeah, New Orleans is going to win. Drew Brees has got to show everybody that he's back. Then we got the Seahawks, 8-2, and two, going into Philly, 5-5. Five and five. Let me first start off by saying, I have a, I know some people, we've talked. 
I've got some insider NFL info. This is not a lock. This is not a spoiler. This is a prediction. Okay? I believe that Antonio Brown is going to be an eagle next week. I wish it was this week, but I believe it's going to be next week. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it. (laughs) And if he's in your fantasy football league, pick him up. So anyway, for this game, man, I have no idea. I want to say that the Seahawks are going to win easy, but I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to because they're due for a, for a screw-up. They're due for a letdown, and the Eagles have to stay afloat. They really have to win this game. I just don't know if they can because they just don't have enough offensive weapons. I know they're going to get Jeffrey back. Ah. You know what I'm going to do here, and it's not wise. I'm going to go upset pick of the week and pick the freaking Eagles (laughs) to beat the Seahawks, which is a huge upset. And it's probably stupid, but they really have to win this game, and they're at home. I'm going Eagles. Because if they win that week, if they win against the Seahawks, they're going to get Antonio Brown, and then they're going to go off. So go Eagles, fly Eagles, fly. Then we got the Jaguars going against the Titans. It's this might not be an open and shut case to a lot of people because they're they're pretty similar in teams. But there's one thing that the Jaguars don't have that the Titans do have, and it's Derrick Henry. So Titans win. That was easy, right? Then we've got then we've got some serious games to finish out the week. Cowboys against the Patriots. 6 and 4 Cowboys against 9 and 1 Patriots. This is terrifying. I don't remember the stat that I read. I I was thinking about going Cowboys for my upset pick. I was really considering it until I read a stat of like I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I'm pretty sure we've won 20 in a row. Or the Patriots have won 20 in a row at home. For seasons, they just keep winning at home. And the Cowboys are just a shitty version of the Ravens. Which should present problems for the Patriots. And I know Dorsett is out. I know Sanu's out. But I can't go against some of the numbers. There was some crazy stat like 37-1 and one or something with the Patriots at home. I just can't go against the Patriots at home. That's really all it is. I think Belichick's going to scheme up something. I think the Cowboys are going to make this a freaking game. And there's a chance the Cowboys could win it. Because I'm not impressed with the Patriots offense. I'm not. The Patriots scare the crap out of me. They just don't have enough weapons and... They're going to have to do something like put James White in the slot, put Burkhead in the slot. He needs more receivers because he doesn't have enough time. Brady doesn't have enough time to throw the ball. So, yeah. If I were to guess, I'm going to say the Patriots are going to try to get their run game going, control the clock, and try to win that way, and they do. So Patriots win, but it's going to be close. Packers against the 49ers. This is a really good game. Packers 8-2, Niners 9-1. 
Huh. Damn, this is going to be a good game. The Packers, I believe, are frauds. A lot of people think the 49ers are frauds. I don't think they are. And the only reason, so I'm picking the 49ers here. I'm picking them because they're home. And I'm picking them because when I look at a team that's a fraud, I see a team that has a high-flying offense and they can score 40 points one week, but then then they lose to the Chargers. Then they just throw up a dud because Aaron Rodgers is running around like a dumbass. He's not making his reads. He's not doing the right thing. And I believe that's the trap he's going to fall into. I think San Francisco's defense is superior to Green Bay. And I'm going to take the team that has a better running game and that has a better defense almost every time. So... Don't get me wrong. Rodgers could bite me in the ass. Rodgers could just throw for four touchdowns and go off. But I'm going to take the defense in the running game. So 49ers win. Plus the 49ers know they have a crazy, 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 crazy hard couple games coming up. Got to win this one. I mean, they don't have to win this one, but they, they really should. So 49ers win. Then we got the Ravens against the Rams. Man, the beginning of the season, I thought this was going to be much. I thought this was going to be roles reversed. The Ravens are 8 and 2, the Rams are 6 and 4. I thought the Ravens were going to be 6 and 4, and I thought the Rams were going to be 8 and 2. Uh, you'd think at home that the Rams could try to put up a fight. I Goff just sucks. I I can't take Goff over Lamar Jackson. I'm going to go Ravens. And it's just Lamar Jackson is making people look at the Ravens like they're the Ravens are good, but they're not great. Their defense is so subpar. They're 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 middle of the road. But when Lamar Jackson and their offense isn't good either. I mean, I know they've scored a lot of points, but Lamar Jackson, so Ingram is doing very well. And Gus Edwards is also doing they're doing good with the running. But their passing sucks. I know their tight ends are good, but their tight ends are only good because Lamar Jackson can run around and and break up plays, and I mean, when your quarterback is got, I don't, he's averaging something insane, like eighty-five yards a game. Like he's basically a running back, quarterback, duo, dual threat. He's just insane. So, yeah. Anyway, the Ravens are gonna win, probably easily, and I think they're gonna suck in the playoffs, but. As of right now, Lamar Jackson's crushing it. So those are my weekly picks. I'm sticking to them. I've been crushing it lately. Hopefully it keeps going. Thank you so much for listening. I believe this is not set in stone. But there is a chance that on Tuesday night, I'm going to be recording a podcast with Ian, who I've had as a guest. With Ted that I've had as a guest. And with Colin who I have not had as a guest. But he is delightful. So. If this happens. Ted. Would be the host. He'd get his shot at the big time. And. We will go over many things. One of them being. Everything about Thanksgiving. (laughs) We're basically going all Thanksgiving 
we're going to have a bracket of what the best side dish is at Thanksgiving Day dinner or lunch, whatever the hell. And we will be talking about all the games that are going to be on for Thanksgiving. Maybe some fantasy. I don't know. Ted's going to be running the show. So it's not completely set in stone, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. I want it to happen, and you're not going to want to miss it. So once again, thank you for listening to Big Mouth Small Words. If you have not done it yet, follow my Instagram page. It's crushing it. Big Mouth Small Words podcast. I really appreciate the support. It's been nuts. People have been listening a lot. You like it when I have guests, so I'm going to have more guests. But sometimes it's just got to be a little bit of me. Like today, you're just going to have to deal. (laughs) So I'm going to have a good amount of guests soon. I'm going to have a little bit of me. And I'm going to talk more than just football. So you guys, keep. you want to be heard, hit me up on Instagram. And I'll I'll give you what you want. I'll give the people what they want. So thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. You're the best. Click.